0: See, this is me, Boba Fett. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy. We are on day two of 30 Days of Boba Fett. And uh, today I want to talk about how Boba Fett is a man with convictions. He's a man with a moral code. And you would think he's just a cold-blooded killer, which he is. Um, But he has a moral code that he follows Uh, that gives depth to the character that maybe the average fan doesn't know about. I was talking to someone the other day, and they are like, not really impressed, he's got cool armor. And I was like, yeah, well, you don't know him. And I do, and he's impressive. And so one of the things I really enjoy about Boba Fett is he does have a moral code that he follows. Um, And so I wanted to get into that a little bit tonight. Uh, Like I said in yesterday's video, we're going to be dipping into legends, canon, books, comics, all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's moments where Boba Fett does the right thing because it benefits him, but there's also times that Boba Fett does the right thing because he's a man of his word. Uh, You saw this in Mandalorian season two where Boba gets his armor and he can prove he is who he is and the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, says, okay, well, you've kept your end of the bargain and Boba says, no, I haven't. My job was to get the child, you know, protect the child, get him safely to you or whatever and he follows up with his end of the deal following into the whole next episode and the season finale and everything. Um, But there's a moment actually from legends that I wanted to share with you guys in uh, the book, the tale of the bounty hunters tales of the bounty hunters by uh, Mr. Kevin J. Anderson gets the official um, nod as the author, but there's different authors throughout the book. So I think it's the last one in that uh, series of short stories about IG 88, Zuckus, Boss, all those guys, Dengar. Um, and this one's called The Last One Standing, um, The Tale of Boba Fett. This one is by a guy named Daniel uh, Keyes Moran, I think is how you say it. And uh, this was released in December of 1996. So it's an older book. It's an older code, but it checks out. And uh, you have a couple of times that it's flashbacks going back into his first run-in with Han Solo before he even knew who Han Solo was, working with Vader and things like that. Um, and there's a moment here that I want to share with you guys, a little fireside reading for you tonight in this nice Christmassy atmosphere. Um, but there's a moment and it's real short, but it's just one sentence here where they're talking about running spice and things like that. And, uh, it's talking about, um, does it ever bother your conscience? Fett said again in the voice that always sounded so harsh when he spoke basic, which is kind of cool. You think about it, what does that mean? Does that mean they thought his native tongue or something else because obviously in canon he's a kaminoan clone who speaks basic Uh, does it ever bother your conscience trafficking in spice vor said a little hesitantly it's not even addictive and there are valid medical uses for it the bodyguard nearest Fett blinked shook his head and blinked again substances that are not addictive said fett frequently lead to misuse of substances that are doesn't that bother you so you have here, obviously, a moment where Boba Fett doesn't like that this guy's dealing in spice, a.k.a. drugs, um, and even if they're not addictive, they lead to things that are addictive, and uh, whether that's something that's affecting you or someone around you, Boba's not about it. Again, this is Legends, but I think this kind of still goes with his character now, um, if we look at it. He's all about making sure that things are uh, on the up and up, and if that means honoring his word to kill somebody, then if they deserve it, then... He thinks they deserve it, you know. Uh, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, this is a moment from uh, right before episode 6 takes place. Boba Fett is in Jabba's palace. He's delivered Han Solo, who obviously he feels rightfully had a bounty on his head and things like that. And uh, we're going to jump forward into this one here. This will be fun if you guys haven't heard the story before. It says, Fett lay on the bed in his darkened quarters deep inside Jabba's palace, wearing his armor, starting up, uh, staring up into the darkness. His helmet was balanced on his stomach and cool air from the ventilators washed across his washed across him, sorry, in rhythmic gusts. A heavy pounding sounded at his door. Fett sat up, donning his helmet. I do love this about Legends Boba Fett, it's like if anybody else is in the room, the helmet goes on. It says Fett sat up, donning his helmet and lifting his assault rifle. The movements were so automatic he did not even have time to think about them. He threw the bolt on the door, took several steps backward and aimed the rifle. He did not turn on the room lights. Come in. The door swung open. With a reluctant creak, a pair of Gamorian guards stood out in the passageway. Fett leveled his rifle at them. What do you want? One of the guards stepped to the side, and a form, a human, was shoved into the room. Fett's finger tightened reflexively on the trigger, but he held his fire. From Jabba, the near guard grunted, enjoy her. Fett reached back with one hand and touched the control for the light fixtures, and under the cool white light that washed over the room, looked down on Leia Organa, Princess of Alderaan. She scrambled to her feet, backed up into a corner of the room, breathing heavily. Fett imagined she had fought with the guards as they brought her down to him. "'You touch me,' her voice failed her, and she stood there, shivering, and finally said, "'Touch me, and one of us is going to die.' He lowered his rifle slowly and looked across the room. He had few enough possessions here with him in the palace. Everything he owned, which was little enough, was a board slave. One. Finally, he pointed at a thin sheet that covered the bed. Cover yourself. I'm not going to touch you. Organa moved slightly to the side, leaned over, and grabbed the sheet and wrapped it around herself, and the brief costume Jabba had allowed her, and backed up again into the corner of the room, uh, that left the farthest, or that left her farthest away from Fett. You're not. Fett shook his head. He sat down in the corner, facing hers, moving carefully, and propped his rifle across his knees. He had to move carefully. His knees had been getting worse in recent years. Sex between those not married, said Fett, is immoral. Yeah, said Organa, so is rape. Fet nodded. So is rape. He sat in what was, for him, a comfortable silence, watching her. She settled down in the opposite corner, being careful of her covering, Fett approved of her modesty, but it did not prevent him from continuing to look at her. He had never so much as held a woman in his arms, Boba Fett, and the desire for a woman came to him less frequently with the passage of years. But in Fett's mind, his chastity made him no less a man, and she was worth looking at, still flushed with her struggles, with her dark hair cascading down over the pale sheet. She adjusted the sheet around herself, pushing herself back into the corner for warmth. You're not going to call the guards to take me back to Jabba? And insult Jabba? I don't think so. He'd feed you to the rancor and hold a grudge against me. You can go back in the morning. So there you have it. A man of morals. A man with a palette for what is right. If you fast forward, this is obviously 1996. Maybe it's a more conservative world in writing back then. You fast forward to the Legacy of the Force series, um, and in the book of Bloodlines by Karen Travis, there's a moment where he's got a guy pretty much up against the ropes. He's collecting a bounty, and the guy tells him, whatever, this guy's paying you, Fett, I'll double it. And, of course, Boba Fett's not going to fall for that. And so finally this man says, I have a beautiful daughter, insinuating he'd give Fett his daughter in his exchange for his freedom. And Boba Fett says, never use your kids. And so once again, this is in the you know mid-2000s, a book about Boba Fett and his honor code. So there's more to the man than you think. I hope you've enjoyed this. This is 30 Days of Boba Fett Day, and I'm excited to keep this going. We have 28 more days. And so thank you for tuning in to the Chiss Ascendancy.